This podcast may contain content of a somewhat otherworldly and supernatural nature. But that's why you're here, right? Welcome to the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities Halloween Special. <laughs> You're listening to the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. In this special edition, our short story is called A Musical Box, and it is read by Abigail Reno. She reminds me of the young me. Five, maybe six, eyes full of adventure. I can imagine her climbing trees, reading stories to dolls and bears, making dens and damming streams out in the forest, just like I did at her age. She looks up at me. What's your name? Why are you in my room? I smile, crouch down to her level, laying the clipboard down on the wooden boards. Hey, I'm Allison. I'm going to help your mommy sell this house so you can move somewhere new. She frowns, her brown eyes narrowing slightly. My mommy? I don't want to move. I like it here. All my toys, all my books. I have a den in the yard. I'm Amy. I look around at the empty room. The musty, unlived-in smell the slight echo you always get from bare walls and uncarpeted floors. Gently, I say, Well, Amy, I don't see too many books and toys and little girl things here now. I guess they're all packed up, ready for your move, aren't they? She smiles. I don't know. I don't know where they are. I'm not moving. Do you want a cup of tea? She offers me a pretend cup her thumb and first finger pressed together against the imaginary handle of a china teacup. That was delicious. Thank you so much, Amy. Not too hot? she asks, her voice mimicking one she must have heard from an adult warning her not to scald herself on a hot liquid. Blow on it first. Mm, No, it's fine. Thank you. So lovely. Just right. Allison? I have a present for you. I'm slightly taken aback. A present for me? Oh, wow, thank you. And she hands me a tiny carved wooden box in the shape of a Swiss cottage. The roof is painted red, a green door and window frames against white painted boards. It looks a little like a Swiss weather house. Oh, this is lovely, but I can't take it from you. It's your toy. You keep it. I see her face crumple. She looks genuinely shocked and devastated by my reply. Okay, well, how about I borrow it and give it back to your mommy next time I see her? Could we agree to that plan? She looks confused again. When are you seeing my mommy? Why do you keep talking about her? You need to give it back to me, but first you have to listen to the tune. 
and, leaning forward, she gently pushes back the wooden chalet roof. From within the box, a tiny whirring commences, and then a tune emerges. The melody from Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. Appropriate for a European-style mountain chalet, I think. Even a toy version of one. Oh, it's lovely! And it is. The traffic noise from the city all around seems to fade to the soft hum of crickets. The clear, piney air of an alpine meadow. A full moon rising in a darkening sky. Do you like it? She's grinning now, as though she's given me a fistful of gold or a magic charm. I do, Amy. I tell you what, I'm going to put this by my bed tonight, and it will sing me to sleep, and I'll have dreams of a little cottage in Switzerland with you playing in the garden. Does that sound like a deal? She's excited, thrilled by my response. Yes, thank you, Allison. Take good care of it. I turn to leave, and as I get to the top of the stairs, I call back and say thank you once more. But she must have found some other distraction, and there is no reply. Just the distant hum of the city. A siren. Voices raised in conversation on the sidewalk outside. Downstairs, Mrs. Wilson is talking on her phone. She seems hassled harried. Deep in a conversation, I pretend not to be listening in on with, I'm guessing, her husband or partner. I pass the time until she's finished looking around the ground floor, my boot heels clicking on the bare boards, shivering slightly in the empty house chill as darkness starts to fall outside. I can feel the shape of the music box in my jacket pocket, the tune still circling my head. When my client finishes her call, I thank her for her time and for using my firm of realtors to sell the house. I'll prepare a valuation and get back to you tomorrow. Do you want to come into the office, or shall we meet here? Either is good for me. Let's meet here. It would be nice to see the place one last time. I nod, shake her hand, and thank her for her time. It's almost five, and the light is fading rapidly. I decide to drive home to finish my last few tasks of the day, rather than drive the couple of miles back into town to the office. The traffic is starting to build. The stores of the mall are busy, kids and parents grabbing last-minute Halloween costumes and trick-or-treat candy before the big day tomorrow. I'm tired. It feels like I'm coming down with a cold or something. I need to feel warm after the chill of the Johnson house. A bowl of soup, jog pants, and a sweater. An hour or two of TV, and a hot bath before bed. I move the seatbelt away from my jacket pocket in case it crushes the precious wooden musical box resting snugly in there. I can see the moon rising against the patch of clear sky at the back of my house, huge and a deep orangey red, rising above silhouetted treetops. A hunter's moon. The first full moon after the autumn equinox. Away from the brightest of the city lights, the first stars are pinpricks of light against deep blue. In the mountains and valleys, winter is coming. 
The weather is changing and I love this time of year. Love living somewhere where I can watch the calendar's evolving vistas. Feel nature's carousel gently turning from season to season. I enjoy being in touch with who I feel I really am. The girl who loved New York City for all those years, turning to the woman at home in nature. Changing like the seasons. Comfortable in her skin. My skin. is as hot as I can stand. I dip in a toe, a foot, gradually my legs, and let the heat soothe away my stresses and chills. Leaning back, letting my shoulders sink below the surface until just my face remains in the chill air of the room. The tune comes into my head again. The Moonlight Sonata. Opus 27, I seem to recall. My father heard Barenboim play it at Carnegie Hall once and never stopped talking about it for a week. Drove my mother crazy, but he didn't care. I slip from the bathrobe into my sleeping attire, an oversized t-shirt, bare legs whatever the time of year. I have a tendency to overheat in bed. I slip under the bedsheets and check the messages on my phone one last time. Delete a couple, mark a couple unread to be dealt with in the morning. The feel of fresh cotton sheets against skin, soft from the bath. I remember the tiny wooden chalet on my bedside table, my promise to Amy. I take the delicate key from its place inside the roof and gently wind until I can wind no more and then hear the mechanism whir and click before the music starts. I imagine Amy's beaming face, her sense that she has somehow shown me something that will enhance my life and thrill me as it thrilled her the first time she ever heard it. And she has. It makes me think of my father and of being a little girl, of a summer in Europe a lifetime ago, and of moonlight. The hunter's moon, massive and serene above my little house, its silver light visible through the fabric of my curtains. And soon I am asleep. night, I am woken by voices in the house. I'm snatched from a dream, the sonata still playing, but something else. Raised voices, shouts, a booming sound of blood in my ears, wind howling at the windows like a choir of demons. The sonata, louder, playing backwards, faster, then deathly slow. An airplane roaring above the house, Lights flashing and whispered voices, urgently calling my name. 
gunfire, artillery shells exploding, the window frame rattling as a tornado rages outside, a train smashing through my backyard, the full moon ominous and super massive about to crash into the surface of the earth, my breath faster and deeper, heart racing and dragging me upwards, upwards, until... I sit suddenly upright in bed, my eyes showing me brilliant, vivid light in the pitch darkness of the room, even when I close them, tight shut, heart beating like it wants to break from my chest. I can barely breathe enough to speak. What the hell? I whisper. A migraine? The most vivid night terror? I feel suddenly unsafe, unsettled. Something in the room... Some evil, some demon that, in my head, I seem to know wants to feed on my flesh and spit out my bloody bones. A nightmare. I understand that, but so real, visceral, terrifying. And as my senses calm, I hear it. The soft, rippling melody of the musical box, whirring and picking out the refrain of the sonata. Gently, as though all of the turmoil I just lived through never happened. A swan on a crystal clear, starlit lake. Placid and serene. For a moment, I don't even consider the obvious. Don't even ask myself the question you're thinking of. But when I do, I feel goosebumps raise on my arms and legs, and my blood chill to ice. Who? If not me, who wound the clockwork? Who set the mechanism in motion? I don't sleep another week. So I'm super tired as I drive the last mile up to the Wilson house later that afternoon. The light is fading, the first few kids out with their costumes and their pumpkins knocking on neighbors' doors. As I pull into the parking lot, I become aware of the music box, gently picking out the sonata once again. The fourth time since last night, it has started playing without me winding it or lifting the roof lid. Each time previously, I allowed it to wind down, so it slowed, slowed, slowed and stopped. Let myself be reassured that the clockwork mechanism was dead, and yet, here is the tune again, as clear as moonlight. I put it into my pocket and smile at Mrs. Wilson as she stands hunched against the early evening chill under the front porch. While I remember, let me give you this. I hand her the music box, and for a moment, she looks incredulous. I try to explain. Amy lent it to me yesterday. Could you tell her thank you from me, please? She frowns. So, you met her then? I nod. Such a cute kid. Reminds me of myself at that age. Mrs. Wilson lets a half-smile flicker across her lips. Cute. You're kidding, right? 
and she drops the music box to the floor and brings her shoe down hard upon it so it shatters and splinters on the cold stone of the pathway. She must catch the look of shock on my face. Just so you know, Miss Daniels, I don't have a daughter called Amy. I never have had. But I think someone who lived here a long time before me did. Now perhaps you understand why I'm selling this place, and why the family who owned it before me sold up, and the couple before them. The chill that runs up my spine seems to root me to the spot, as though someone just walked over my grave. Box was written by Chris Gregory and read by Abigail Reno. Original music was by Chris Gregory and published by Scarecrow Music. Sound effects were from freesounds.org. The presenter is Kelly Winkler. A Musical Box was an Alternative Stories 2019 production for the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. If you have enjoyed this story, you will also enjoy Abigail Reno's podcast, Diary of an Old Soul, in which she introduces and reads the work of George MacDonald. MacDonald was an author of fantasy before the genre had really been invented. Writing between 1858 and 1895, his books have influenced writers like J.R.R. Tolkien, Neil Gaiman, and Terry Pratchett. We'll be hearing more from Abigail and her podcast in a future edition of Alternative Stories. Please subscribe to Alternative Stories and Fake Realities using your favorite podcast app to hear our upcoming episodes, as well as more from our ongoing Farewell Monologue series. We'll be introducing our first ever multi-part audio drama story, Anglia. Set in the year 2029, with the effects of climate change starting to take hold, Anglia will explore the wider consequences of the climate crisis as a small coastal community in England deals with rising sea levels and waves of immigration as migrants move north to avoid war and famine, brought on by the changing weather. Find out more about our podcast from our website, alternativestories.com.
Ha, 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 ha.